0: What's up, party people? It's your girl Liz Haftel here with another episode of Clumsy and Confused. This week is such a special week, people. We have our first human guest on the show today, the beautiful and wonderful, my best friend in the whole entire world, Alicia Picard, is here to drop so much knowledge on us today. Say hello, Alicia. Hi. She's so apprehensive <laughs> to be here. It's fine. She's great. She's doing great. She's got white wine. I have Guinness. We're supposed to be in Germany right now, but it's fine. Thanks, COVID. Thanks, COVID. All right. So Alicia is here today to talk about something that I've learned about numerous times before, but I can never remember anything about it. She's going to teach us about the crazy world of IVF. And I think that this is something that we're hearing about more and more on TV, in the media, and I think it's important that we have this discussion so we can understand what women have to go through, because it's a lot, financially, emotionally, physically. Society puts a lot of pressure on women, and women and women, yes, (laughs) women and women, (laughs) Um, and IVF is way more common than we think, but people don't talk about it, so let's talk about it. Okay, so Alicia, what does IVF even stand for? So
1: IVF stands for in vitro fertilization. So in vitro means outside the body. So like a test tube, a culture dish, something like that. In vivo means inside the body. So before we get into the requirements and process of IVF, let's go over some basics, starting with some statistics. About 6% of married women aged 15 to 44 in the U.S. are unable to get pregnant after one year of trying. This is classified as infertility. And then about 12% of women aged 15 to 44 years in the United States have a difficulty getting pregnant or carrying a pregnancy to term regardless of marital status. So these statistics are pretty staggering when you think about it. That's a lot of women who are trying to get pregnant and
0: can't. Okay, Leish. So in not-so-sexy terms, can you tell us how a woman actually gets pregnant in general?
1: Yes. So it is not sexy. First of all, (laughs) not sexy, not sexy. Um, A woman's body must release an egg from one of her ovaries, also known as ovulation. And I think people have heard of ovulation before because of the availability of ovulation kits, which basically just tells you if you're ovulating or not. So then a man's sperm must join with the egg along the way. And this is called fertilization. So then the fertilized egg must go through the fallopian tube towards the uterus, and this is known as the womb. And then finally, the fertilized egg must attach inside
0: the uterus, which is implantation. So we talked about how women naturally get pregnant, but you gave us those stats indicating that a lot of women have issues getting pregnant. So who exactly needs IVF? IVF
1: is used as a treatment for infertility, genetic disorders, or for people with certain health conditions. So this includes fallopian tube blockage or damage. So this makes it difficult um, for an egg to become fertilized or for the embryo to travel to the uterus. Um, Ovulation issues. So we explained what ovulation is. There's a lot of medical disorders associated with ovulation issues, including PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, in the past people didn't really talk about PCOS, but now people are speaking up about it. It's a very common medical condition and we're all working together to find ways to help manage it. Um, some people just have, or some women just have a diminished ovarian reserve. So women are born with all the eggs they'll ever have in their lifetime. And some women are just born with less. All women lose eggs throughout their life. So the older a person is, the less eggs they're going to have. Other than ovulation issues, there's a bunch more reasons why women could have issues getting pregnant. Um, So endometriosis. So this is when the uterine tissue grows outside the uterus. There's previous tubal ligation, which is a type of sterilization where the fallopian tubes are cut. So this is performed at a woman's request. And this is a permanent form of birth control. Um, also, if there's um, a need for fertility preservation, so sometimes when people have cancer and they need chemo radiation, they can get their eggs harvested ahead of time um, in hopes of getting pregnant later on. There's just unexplained infertility, so sometimes it just happens and nobody knows why. Um, then there's also genetic disorders. So if you or your partner are at risk of passing on a genetic disorder, your eggs can be harvested, fertilized, and screened for certain generic genetic problems, not generic problems, they're not generic, um, prior to the transfer of the uterus. So women over the age of 35 traditionally have the hardest time getting pregnant. So another stat for you, a third of women over the age of 35 have issues getting pregnant. So that's a Big amount of women. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So most experts suggest at least one year of trying for women under the age of 35, but for women age 35 or older, couples should see a healthcare provider after six months of trying unsuccessfully. A woman's chances of having a baby decreases rapidly every year after the age of
0: 30. That's us! That is us. Oh no.
1: Yeah, we're screwed. (laughs) A lot of people assume that a couple experiences issues with infertility because of the women, but infertility can also occur because of the man as well. So don't always blame it on the ladies' people. Impaired sperm is a common cause of infertility. So for one reason or another, you know, in about 35% of couples with infertility, a male factor is identified along with the female factor. In about 8% of couples with infertility, the male factor is the only... Only
0: identifiable cause. So it's not just a lady problem. Let's think Monica and Chandler, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What hmm So Monica had an In inhospitable environment. environment. And In
1: Chandler's sperm were just poor swimmers. Yeah.
0: You know what? It happens. So we can't always blame the
1: lady. No, Chandler is equal. Chandler you know is
0: equal. Yeah. Uh, so, Alicia, we talked about IVF, all this stuff. Can you tell us what the process of IVF is actually like if a woman has to undergo it?
1: I would love to. So... The egg donor, which is often the woman who would carry the baby, it's given fertility drugs, including um, follicle-stimulating hormone, so FSH. This tells the body to produce more than one egg per month, which is your normal. And this is called super ovulation. So basically, the more eggs produce, the higher chance of a successful fertilization. Um, so to put this in Liz terms, because we love Liz terms. Oh, thanks, Liz. Yeah. Injections are given to help you produce more eggs. So then about a day before the eggs are harvested from the donor, a hormone called human chorionic gonadotropin. Woo, girl. Yeah, HCG. It's given to the woman, and this helps eggs mature, and then mature eggs are collected from the ovaries using a process called follicular aspiration. Liz terms? A thin needle is inserted into the vagina, up into the ovaries, and then you suction the eggs out one at a time. Beautiful. Cute. So then while the eggs are being removed, the sperm donor gives his sample. We're not going to talk about that. I think you know what we mean. And then the healthiest spermies are selected. After that, mom and dad go home. So then your eggs are fertilized by the sperm in the lab in a Petri dish. And then the doctor might let this happen or they can inject the sperm directly into the egg. And then a fertilized egg, we call that an embryo. So when you hear embryo, it's not yet a baby. It's just a fertilized egg. So while mom and dad are at home, more hormones are given to the women, and this preps the uterine lining to receive the embryos. And this is gonadotropin-releasing hormone, also GnRH is the abbreviation for that. So then three to five days after fertilization, mom and dad go back to the doctor, and then they place the embryos in the uterus using a catheter, and the goal is one or more embryos are implanted. And the embryos need to implant on their own, so this is why IVF sometimes fails. This is just one cycle of IVF, and the process takes about three weeks in total. So pregnancy isn't guaranteed. Many people have to go through three cycles of IVF. That's the average before they have a successful pregnancy. So depending what you read, three cycles of IVF yields 45 to 53% success rate. So the older you are also, the lower the success rate. So throughout the whole process, there's going to be transvaginal ultrasounds and blood tests. Um... There's a lot of testing, a lot of injections, you know, there's a lot going on health-wise during all of this. Also, um, just as we said, a lot of the times the egg donor also carries the embryo, but that doesn't need to be the case. So the eggs and sperm may be from the woman and her male partner, or it can be from a known or anonymous donor, either one. Or there can be a surrogate. So the egg donor can choose somebody else to carry the pregnancy to term. Mm-hmm. So if multiple eggs are implanted, there may be a pregnancy with more than one fetus. Um, and technically, your baby's considered an embryo up to eight weeks. Then we start calling it a fetus. If multiple embryos are given every round of IVF, that's why you can see multiple births happening in these women.
0: That process. Holy moly. I'm so glad that you explained it to us, though, because I don't think that people understand the extremity of the situation and how crazy this process is. But um, Alicia, a couple more questions I have for you, please, if you don't mind. Um, so IVF, we're hearing about it everywhere. Like, why is it such a hot topic right now?
1: Yeah, it really is. A lot of people are talking about it because women are starting to speak up about their issues with infertility. So it's not as much of a faux pas to discuss like intimate issues such as infertility anymore. And we're hearing about it a lot on the news and social media because a lot of women have to go through this complicated process, including a lot of celebrities. So they've kind of paved the the way, honestly, um, in making these conversations more socially acceptable. Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen. Mm -hmm. Kids are gorgeous. Um, also, women are having children later in life. And then the older you are, the harder it is to get pregnant naturally. So more
0: women are often undergoing this process in order to have children.
1: Ugh.
0: Again, process. So labor intensive. Is this why, you know, people are complaining about how much this costs?
1: Yeah, so it is expensive. So IVF costs about twelve dollars to $20,000 per cycle, depending where you are in the country and also depending on the demand in your area. So there are a lot of stages of preparation before this and after the actual procedure. There's a lot of injections, blood tests, ultrasound screening, things like that. Um, And unfortunately, it's often not covered by insurance. However, some companies are finally stepping up and offering to help their employees with these costs as they should. So some of these, Cisco, MassMutual, Starbucks, Chobani, Apple, Facebook, Microsoft. So a lot of the bigger companies are starting to step in and help pay for part of these costs. But if your employer doesn't offer this benefit currently, um, I found a website. It's called Resolve. They have a coverage at work program, and this is designed to empower employees to ask their employers for fertility coverage. So their uh, their website, it's resolve.org, and they have a bunch of amazing resources and additional information on the topic um, of infertility, IVF process. I think they talk about adoption and other health issues as well. So I highly recommend looking at this site if it's something that could
0: benefit you and your family. It sounds like an awesome website. Okay, resolve.org. You got it. Got it. All right. So everything we've learned from Alicia today... You know, we've learned that IVF is a very intense process, and I can see how and why women are so apprehensive to undergo this process and how emotionally and financially draining this can be for families. And I'm just thinking about, like, all of the hormones that these women have to take. Like, that causes so much of an emotional strain in itself. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're trying to have a baby, and, you know, you're under so much pressure from your family, from, your, from society. You know, it just sounds like so, so much, so much.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely can be, but we have to think, you know, medicine's approving every day. More people are talking about their issues and speaking up. So we're going to definitely start seeing improvements in insurance coverage and hopefully improvements in the process itself make it a little easier on these women.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure we're going to see big changes as time goes on. Medicine is improving every single day. We're lucky that we live in Boston and, you know, we have a lot the of hub. the, yeah, the hub, the healthcare hub, baby. Healthcare <laughs> hub of America. Well, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. We, we think, think it we is. Think so. We think it is because we, we live here and it's the best. Yeah. yeah. Because we just live in the best place ever. Classic Americans. Classic Americans. We're, we're better than everyone else. <laughs> so um alicia thank you so much for coming on the show today i know as my bestest friend in the whole entire world I've, i'll force you to come back on again even though i technically bound and drugged you to get here to the record this episode with me
1: yeah i am currently tied to the chair but you know alan's an excellent emotional support dog for me so it's all
0: good <laughs> we love her we love her so much she's just the best All right, and with that, did you learn something new today? I sure hope so. Join us next week for another episode of Clumsy and Confused.